Hey, and welcome to Let's Talk CPF, a podcast where we bring conversations on CPF to your ears. Brought to you by the CPF Board, this podcast will answer common questions, offer tips, and feature interviews with industry experts on CPF and financial planning. Thanks for listening and let's get straight into today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk CPF. I'm Nabila, your host for this episode. With the global pandemic, many of us have tried to cope mentally and financially to the best of our abilities. It has been hard. Well, today I'm joined by Joel Lim, content creator and mental health advocate. He's going to be sharing his strategies on how he has managed to stay mentally healthy through these trying times. He's also the host for our latest CPF video series, So You Think You Can Count, which you can watch on our YouTube channel, CPF Videos. Hey Joel, it's really good to finally meet you in person. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. This is an honor. I love this podcast. I was just listening <laughs> nice. to an earlier episode on my way here just now. Yeah, actually. me too. <laughs> so Joel, you call yourself an influencer. <laughs> now, I think this is a relatively new term. What does it mean to be an influencer? So tell us more about yourself and the work that you do. That term actually came from the audience. So what happened was that last year during the general election, some of the content that I was doing, I was like breaking down like some of the PR Mm -hmm. campaigns and whatnot. And those content got a little bit viral online. From there on, I built this youth community around this account. Halfway through, what I realized was that a lot of people were asking me to teach them things. And I was like, oh no, I can't do that, you know. But what I can do is to recap and make things a little bit simpler to understand. Mm -hmm. And then that's where I started doing more of such informative content. You know, one of the followers was like, oh my gosh, you're an influencer. (laughs) And for the longest time, I was struggling with the term influencer, right? Because I don't know if I can be like that because... In my previous day job on a day-to-day basis, I work with influencers and what they do, I feel like I don't do that. So yeah, like I thought that the term influencer makes a lot of sense by basically making things that are a bit more complex, easier to understand. You know, you create a lot of content, you're a content creator, you're an influencer. So how exactly do you explain to your parents what you do for a living? (laughs) So I think it was definitely not a conversation that I was excited to have Mm. with them because I knew for a fact that they would definitely prefer for me to go through a more traditional Mm -hmm. route. I think they never really understood until they saw something tangible coming up from it. I remember when I had a family gathering and my relatives, my aunties were like, oh, you know, I saw Joel on TV and everything. That's, I think, when my parents kind of like knew that what I was doing can have a bit more impact as well, Mm -hmm. rather than just being something that they were scared of being too frivolous. Where does your passion and your motivation to do what you do come from? I would say ever since young, I've always been very, very interested Mm -hmm. in finding out the behind the scenes of things, right? So I am a massive pop culture fan. I watch all the Marvel movies Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But what really gets me excited is finding out the behind the scenes, the process of putting everything together. So I love watching the documentaries behind movies and and series that I love. And I think also perhaps this stems from secondary school Mm -hmm. where we learned about literature, we learned about humanities and the teachers always asking us to ask questions you know, dig further, dig deeper. And I think that's where that hunger for knowledge and also curiosity stems Mm. from. And I'm sure in your day-to-day work, you face a lot of challenges. So could you share what are some of the challenges you face? I do think that belonging in an online space means that you have to be very, very careful and sensitive about what you say because there are a lot of things that can, you know, rub people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But that's also like the beauty of social media, right? Like you have the freedom to mm-hmm. express yourself, but at the same time, you also have to understand that there are other people who have that same level of accessibility as well. Mm-hmm. So it's all about making sure that we can all exist together mm-hmm. in a positive way. 
I think what you do sounds very interesting and it's nice to see how passionate you are about what you do. So Joel, you and I both know that COVID-19 is likely here for the long run. How has it changed the way you work and play? I would say that I used to definitely be a social butterfly. Mm. On a Friday night out, you always find me like out and about. Then the CB period, you know, last year came about and that was quite a big shock where you can no longer hang out with friends. You can no longer meet people. It was really a pivot from the lifestyle that I knew. But over time, I managed to learn how to live with that and also like be productive in that kind of environment. Right now, I think I'm at peace. <laughs> I really think that I've become more introverted within that time. Yeah, I really enjoy the quiet time now. If you consider yourself a social butterfly, I would call myself a social moth. <laughs> I'm like what? the opposite of you. <laughs> I prefer staying at home. So anyway, how do you stay sane during this difficult period? Have you been prioritizing your mental and emotional well-being? Sure. So looking at this time, there's definitely a lot of uncertainty mm. and anxiety. We can casually talk about the period of last year's CB. Mm. When I was going through that, it was an incredibly difficult period. I think there were a lot of like low lows in that time. The good news is that I'm out of it now and I feel like I'm in a much better space today. But of course, like during that time, it is difficult to go through. So I do think it's very, very important that we set aside time to check in on ourselves yeah. and also make sure that we look for the resources that can allow us to be a bit more proactive helping ourselves get out of the rut. What about recently? Because we've been also working from home for the past few months. How have you been keeping yourself sane? For me, it's always setting aside time, clear distinctions between work time and play time. Mm. I think at home, you know, when you have your workstation being one meter away from the, where you rest <laughs> and sleep, right? Yeah. Lines get great very, very yeah. fast. So that's where I feel like this period has kind of forced me to say, all right, this is now rest time and this is mm. now work time. During work time, what does that mean? You know, like, mm. does that mean I don't get distracted because distractions are just right there? Mm -hmm. And then during rest time, does that mean that I don't reply certain work-related emails or whatnot. It's setting personal rules for myself yeah. and being comfortable enough to draw those lines for myself mm. as well. Yeah, I think that's a really good advice to draw a clear line between work and play. So what tangible goals have you set for yourself during this period? When it comes to goals, right, I think we can look at it from both mental and physical side of things mm -hmm. and also career side of things or like personal growth side of things. Mm -hmm. So something that I learned through these conversations about mental health and mental well-being is that we have to see mental health as part of physical health. Mm. I see both coming in tandem with yep. each other. And on the mental health side, I think one of my goals will be to better regulate the time where I'm feeling a bit low and mm -hmm. also be in touch with how I'm feeling. And that can be done through reflections, through journaling, mm -hmm. um, and also just taking time to just self-reflect and ask those difficult questions mm -hmm. and having those conversations either with yourself, with someone professional or a friend who's willing to be there to have that conversation mm -hmm. with you. And then the physical part is just being more in shape. I have been getting a bit more active, just clocking steps, for example, mm -hmm. like simple things like alighting from the bar one or two ah. stops earlier just to cut a bit more steps in the daytime. Things like that, just to get overall more in shape. And I think that both would then eventually lead to a better state of mind. Mm -hmm. How can we maintain or grow our relationships with people we care about during this period? Maybe you can also share how you do it yourself. I think with the fact that there's so many restrictions in place today where it's no longer as easy as like, hey, do you want to meet for a meal or do you want to hang out in mm -hmm. big groups, right? I think that there must be effort to put, put yep. into maintaining relationships and also to work within those limitations that have been set in place. 
one thing to note is also that we have to have empathy for the people mm-hmm. around us. In maintaining relationships, you have to then make sure that the communication is two ways and you're also being able to identify if someone's going through a rougher time and mm-hmm. whatnot, especially because this is such a difficult time for people, right? So I think it's about understanding where they're coming from and the difficulties that they face as well. Mm-hmm. For me, how I do it is that I know that Time is limited with people today and I know that the activities that we can do is limited. So for example, let's say I want to catch up with a friend and I also want to clock in and exercise mm-hmm. and whatnot. I'll just call a friend out to go for a walk together, mm-hmm. to do a nature trail together yeah. and we can catch up and talk. A lot of the past activities used to be like, oh, do you want to go clubbing? Do you want to go mm. do this and, and whatnot? Now it's, okay, what can we do at home <laughs> rather than just movie nights? What I've been doing is actually learning nights, mm. which is something really, really fun. It sounds incredibly nerdy, but I tr- <laughs> trust me, it's super fun. So what you do is that you invite like a couple of friends over, you guys agree that you want to learn about particular skill that mm-hmm. night so it can be painting it can be investments mm-hmm. it can be nature right and then it's just doing that set activity and then having a discussion about it over drinks after that so I think it's really fun and yeah. I, I've really enjoyed doing that actually mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point that you said it's just about getting creative so you can manage to maintain and grow your relationships with the people you care about during this period by just being creative with what you do You spoke about mental health and the importance of your mental well-being. So do you know of any other avenues where you can seek help for mental health issues? So there are a lot of resources Mm -hmm. out there. There are helplines that Mm -hmm. are available. The Samaritans of Singapore has a helpline for people who are in crisis. So if people need to reach out for assistance there, they can do so via that one. There's a lot of mental health Instagram accounts that just Mm. share tips and resources. One that I recently got acquainted with is an app. It's Mm -hmm. called MindFi. So that's M-I-N-D-F-I. They are basically an app that reminds you to check in on yourself and also be productive at work as well. Mm. So I thought that was quite a good one. And also since this entire conversation has been centering on mental health and taking care of yourself, I think it's important to point out and I think a lot of people here should know that MediSafe can actually be used for outpatient treatments for things like major depression, Mm -hmm. schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and also anxiety. I think that if people want to understand how CPF can be used for Mm -hmm. more of these things, all they have to do is just check out the website, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things that I always say is that the resources are out there. It's just whether or not you want to take the time to read through them. Mm -hmm. So all they have to do is just go to like cpf.gov.sg and really just read everything there Mm -hmm. and see what their CPF can be used for. Sometimes fees and whatnot can be quite intimidating. Mm -hmm. But then for some of these cases, MediSafe can be used. So like why not use it and have that a bit of worry be lessened on your end? Yes, the CPF website does have a lot of resources, especially on the FAQ site where you answer a lot of questions from members. So that's a very useful site for everyone to go check out. Thank you so much, Joel, for sharing with us what you've done to keep yourself mentally strong during this period. We'll be talking to Joel once again, where he'll be sharing with us his habits in keeping himself financially healthy in this global pandemic. I'm Nabila and you've been listening to Let's Talk CPF. Before you go, we would love to hear from you. Email us with your questions or comments at podcast at cpf.gov.sg so we can create better content for you. You can also leave us a review on the platform you're listening from to help others learn about our podcast. For the latest news, visit cpf.gov.sg slash podcast or follow our social media pages. Thank you once again. Until the next time, let's talk CPF.